Welcome to the Center for the Performing Arts at Penn State. I'm Communications Director Laura Sullivan, and you're on stage with previews. Chris Lashua used to be a professional BMX rider. Then he became a Cirque du Soleil performer. But these days, he's best known as the creator of Birdhouse Factory, a Broadway-bound show that brings together circus artists and whimsical machines. Previews writer Jennifer Pensick speaks with Lashua about the genesis of the show, the nuts and bolts of what's in it, and the Cirque Mechanics Ensemble that performs it. Your bio on the Birdhouse Factory website seemed pretty unique, especially the line starting with your life being spent on or around wheels. Sure. <laughs> now, how did this fascination start for you and kind of lead to um, you creating Birdhouse Factory? Back in, in when I was uh, growing up, I was into uh, BMX, which is the you know what's now on the X Games, the vert ramps and and trick bicycling. Um, at the time, it was kind of a a brand new sport, and um, I started off in the early stages of that, and uh, got some sponsorships by some of the bigger bike companies, and started going around from, from the age of like fourteen or fifteen or so. I was touring with uh, professional groups, doing um, exhibitions at sporting events and uh, festivals and fairs, doing bicycle essentially trick shows. So that was the that was the beginning of it. And that 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 bicycle acrobatic bicycle routines that's how I ended up uh, at a festival in China where I met one of the founders of Cirque du Soleil. And then did it just just kind of grow from there in terms of, you know, meeting of the minds and coming up with this idea to do something like kind this? Of, kind of what it was is, is that um I I did a performance piece for them. I did a bicycle piece for them in uh, in Japan in 92. And at the end of that contract there was no more. Uh, there were no more spots for bicycle in the show, and um, I was just captivated by what the kind of work that they were doing as a company, um, and wanted to stay involved. And I was looking for other kind of circus acts or apparatus that I could kind of um, hopefully be able to learn. And mm-hmm. a friend of mine showed me a picture of of a guy inside a, a wheel, and it's called a German wheel. It's an acrobatic. It's a gymnastic discipline in in Germany created in the 20s, patented in, in the 20s in Germany, and uh, it's a competitive sport. Um, I saw this photograph of the wheel, and it really kind of struck me as something that I might be able to kind of pick up and build my own and start playing around. It started with the German wheel, and that, mm-hmm. that, you know, I performed that for five years with Cirque du Soleil's touring show, Kidam, which is actually still touring now. Um, that tour started in 96, so it's been on the road quite a while. It's currently in Spain, and I was doing the German wheel act in that show, and um, I built an apparatus, a set of rollers, kind of like training rollers, where you would you could set the wheel on rollers and, and roll in space without having to move. Um, that roller, those rollers, ended up being mounted on a trolley. That trolley allowed me to gear the rollers so that I could engage the rollers, much like one of those old railroad carts, you know, with the pump carts, where you would see the people, like in uh, Oh Brother, where I thought they'd be, you know, going down the railroad track with the, you know, pumping this this mm-hmm. uh, mechanical lever up and down. So I built a cart similar to one of those for the German wheel and um, started playing around with the whole integrating the mechanical and the acrobatic. And that really was the genesis of what became Birdhouse Factory. That first machine, that integration of mechanics uh, and acrobatics is really at the heart of what Birdhouse Factory is, which is, is a show that showcases that integration. We have things that are done, you know, that are really kind of lyrical and beautiful like contortion performed atop a, a table device that is bicycle driven so that this 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 um this kind of lyrical act is performed on a, a portable turntable and that turntable is driven through the factory setting. So we've got we've got this this 
piece on top and then the piece down below is the mechanics and you can see the both and how they work and how they interplay and that's really um, important to the show it's one of the things that makes it unique what we're really trying to do is show that off we want to see every gear every cog every relationship between chain and sprocket every gear ratio um, and mix that with people you know flipping and, and doing um, you know acrobatics in the air and, and utilizing the machine or utilizing the, the factory setting so that's really important to, to all of us Maybe for those that aren't too familiar with it, what can they expect to kind of see there? It's set in a 1940s factory. It's a kind of cold, dark, um, modern times kind of Charlie Chaplin factory. And uh, as a result of a bird flying in and kind of creating some chaos, uh, the factory changes. Um, and it's a very different factory in the second act. It's a much more nonlinear, kooky, crazy, uh, Rube Goldberg-like assembly line setting. And the acrobatics and the circus acts take place in that more kind of colorful, more joyous place. What makes this production maybe a little more unique is that it also mixes more of the industry murals of Diego Rivera and people along those lines. Um, can you talk a little bit of maybe about the the artistry involved and how you kind of drew and you know drew the inspiration for that? What we didn't want to do was do another acrobatic show with this fantasy kind of setting, which which circus made popular and and they do it very well. We were trying to find a way to, to kind of go our own road. Once we had a, several of the machines kind of built and working, it was kind of um, the goal was to find a setting for these machines, a setting for this kind of um, for these elements. And the factory setting was kind of quick and obvious, um, but wasn't obvious was was what kind of art direction, what kind of style, what kind of time period. A friend of mine showed me uh, some postcards from the, from the Detroit industry murals that Diego Rivera did in the late 30s for Ford Motor Company. And these murals were commissioned by Ford to really show, to show off the, you know, what can be done when people work together. And it was really kind of glamorizing the assembly line and, and, and what you could achieve in that way. So those images in, that, in the DIA murals are really kind of iconic of that time. They're emblematic of, I mean, the, the Rosie the Riveter imagery, the people working together to do great things. All of those images, all of the, the colors, the equipment, the, the costuming, all of those things really kind of informed us when we made decisions about what to do with lighting, what to do with costumes, what to do with set design. And so those murals really, um, our goal was to make those murals come to life with circus, with acrobatics, and with lighting. It sounds like that there's quite a team involved, whether it be, you know, the performers themselves or even on the creative end. I know, you know, it's not just you, obviously, and it sounds like sure. you have a pretty good team there. That collaboration is very much felt. It's an ensemble piece. We have the, the, the artists are on stage through the entire show. It's not, a, it's not the kind of setting where you can have a, a factory in full flow and not have everybody out there working. So when an act is happening, the artists, their other artists are on stage continuing to work the assembly line, for instance. Well, I guess on um, your end, Chris, can, can you think of anything else that, that you'd want to add or anything you'd want people to know? We've kind of uh, gone over what, what it is, but just to kind of wrap it up, it's circus, it's acrobatics, it's dance, it's theater. It's a bit of, um, I don't want to say art history, but there are references and there are, image, there are images that are straight out of those murals. Um, the murals come to life. And, um, and it's really kind of a... It's a celebration of that of that era, of the look and feel, the kind of the spirit of that time, and it's it's those murals come to life with the top top shelf talent. I mean, all of our talent is is uh, any one of these acts could be snatched up and go 
downstage center at any one of the permanent Cirque du Soleil shows. Some of them come from there. So, so it's uh, in terms of the quality of the entertainment of the talent, um, it's on par with anything that can be seen at any on any stage anywhere. But I think what we're doing really is unique in the sense that we're setting it in a in a real time and place. It's, and it's a special place where where we really see what's going on. You know, nothing is nothing is hidden. It's really kind of celebrated, and that's what's for me. That's the cool thing. You know, I mean, it it, it has a range of appeal because there are people who are into kind of things technical and industrial. I mean, from from people that you know drive and load trucks and and build things with their hands um, to people who dance in ballet or people who are in theater or people who are, who are involved in the arts or or like painting. There's something there that makes it really kind of I don't know, accessible to a, a really great wide range of people. And that that's really cool, you know, to have to have somebody who goes with his his wife who's into theater and he, he might be uh, somebody who's a welder for a living. And for him to kind of come up after the show and and just start, you know, raving about the cool mechanical apparatus while the while the daughter and the mother are talking about how they laugh at the clown. Yeah, you know, that's that's cool stuff. Tickets are on sale now for Cirque Mechanics in Birdhouse Factory. November 9th at Eisenhower Auditorium. Order online at www.cpa.psu.edu or by phone at 1-800-ARTS-TIX. For the Center for the Performing Arts, I'm Laura Sullivan.